The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hill Varsity Club is opening in Omaha this May and is hiring for all hospitality positions. Do you love elevated food, exciting events, and having fun at work? Join our team by applying today at hillvarsityclub.com. Hill Varsity Club will feature a next-level mix of classic sports bar favorites and contemporary creations with indoor and outdoor seating and memorable live events like live music and sports watch parties. We can't wait to grab a burger and a beer HVC this May. Apply for all front or back-of-house positions now at hailvarsityclub.com. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, where food, fitness, and mental health come to hang out. Nutrition, training, and life. It's all fair game on MTK, Meathead Test Kitchen. Welcome to Meathead Test Kitchen, a podcast where food and fitness come to hang out. I'm Sasha. I'm Sadie. And we thought you, we taught, hear it, hold on. It's been a while. Take two. (laughs) We've podcasted in like three weeks. Okay. (laughs) We taught you how to become a deadlift master. And today we conquer the squats. Uh, What's the deal with squats? Which is better, high bar or low bar? And how do you even do a squat, 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 squat? Everybody. Where's little John? No. What? What? Okay. (laughs) Mario's like, what the fuck is is going on in my house right now? (laughs) Sorry, buddy. Podcasting with dogs. Uh, Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to talk to people just like when we released the episode about the deadlift and we did the intro about the deadlift. People were like, the deadlift's the worst fucking movement you can ever do. It's like, bro, you don't even, you call yourself a personal (laughs) trainer. Turn in your fucking personal trainer card because you haven't earned it. If you're telling people that deadlifts are dangerous, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like straight up. I'm sorry. Proper yes, form. I love to call people idiots. Yeah. It's true. But you're being a moron. <laughs> form over everything. If your form is good, it doesn't fucking matter. You can literally do deadlifts till you're 104. Yeah. As like, long as you have good form. Yeah. As long <laughs> as you have good form. The squat is exactly the same. So before the shitheads on the interwebs come yell at us because squats are bad for your knees. Shut the fuck up and read a physiology book. Right. Then read a kinesiology book. And then read Becoming a Supple Leopard. And then we'll talk. Squats are the most basic automatic movement that babies even know how to do. I, I mean, mean, you it's, squat every time. You're built yeah. to squat. That's what you do when you shit and you're not using a toilet. Yeah. What do you yes. think cave people do? Why do you they have squatty squatted? potties? Oh, dude, squatty potty is the best, by the way. Squatty is in the name. <laughs> not a product endorsement. <laughs> Because I don't own a name brand Squatty Potty. I own a $5 kid's <laughs> fucking footstool from Target. And they sit but by my toilets. But Squatty Potty was a game changer. Yeah. It was life changing. And then that's not like any sort of... I used to take 20 to 30 minute shits on the reg. I got a Squatty Potty. I'm in and out in 10. Hello. It's got... It, there's there's a lot to it. But it has something to do with how the muscles in your rectum sit yep. when you sit on the toilet. And that's if you move why your feet up, it's easier for you to poop. We've talked about this before. In terms of squatting, Mm -hmm. sometimes when you're warming up for squats, if you you haven't taken that morning duke, you might have to poop. (laughs) Yeah. 
It activates the rectal muscles. Sometimes, and if it, if it doesn't, when you're doing your air squats or your squat hold warm-ups, that five minutes of the treadmill to warm-up might shake one loose, too. Yeah, this is why you, you should always poop before leg day if you and can. And get out your bingo card. Yeah, we've talked about shit extensively in the first five minutes of the podcast today, but Squatty Potty, life-changing, seriously. Yes. If you don't use one, I recommend them to literally everyone, and they're like, girl, you're fucking crazy. And I'm like, no, buy a $5 shitty stool. Yeah. Put it... Put your feet on it next time you poop and tell me how much faster you poop. Yeah. You don't struggle nearly as much. Hello. Yeah, we're talking about... Squatty potty. Okay. Squatty potty. Anyway, (laughs) so squats are great. They're compound movements. We fucking love compound movements because compound movements make the world go round. Mm. Motherfuckers. Like, they are the shit. Um, You move so many muscle groups at one time. You're moving basically your entire body when you're doing them. So you're Mm -hmm. working everything. Squats will activate your ass. That's your glutes, your hip flexors, your quads, your hamstrings, Mm. your calves. They also work your core because you're holding yourself upright, especially if you're barbell squatting. You're holding yourself upright to make sure that you don't fall over under the weight of that barbell. So you're using all of your trunk. You're using your delts. You're using your lats. You're using your traps. You're using your shoulders. You're using your biceps. You're using everything, Mm -hmm. especially when you're doing that barbell squat. All of those things need to be locked in and engaged when you are doing a squat to make sure that you don't hurt yourself. Yep. That's again, comes down to proper form. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're struggling under a certain weight and you're not going for a PR, take some weight off of the bar. Uh, why is yeah. squatting so fucking important? You do them all the time. You We've do. already talked about this. Like literally think about it. How many times a day do you squat down to pick something up? Or to tie your shoe. Yeah. I mean, you essentially right now we are sitting down to do this podcast we had to squat down to get there, yes. to sit in the chair. It's, it's also true. a foundational movement of Olympic weightlifting and CrossFit. So if you're looking into either one of those things, you're going to need to know how to squat. And powerlifting. Yes. Uh, I mean, squat, bench, dead. Those are the three yep. mains in powerlifting. So it's it's the first part of the acronym. So it's yeah. like, shit, that's really important. Right. Um, they put the most meh one in the middle, the bench part, which I don't love benching. I don't have yeah. a lot of upper. I have, <laughs> I've got chest, but I don't have a lot of chest strength. <laughs> there is a difference. Um, but yeah, the squat is a fundamental movement and in, in your day life, like day to day life, mm-hmm. like just how you deadlift your kid to pick them up off the ground. If you're not deadlifting them, they're a little bit heavier. I bet you're squatting to pick them up and then you're standing up. Yes. So this is why squats are so important when it comes to squatting. You're going to hear people talk about depth a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, like all the time. People, if they post a lifting video on social media, the first thing, if they post a squat, people are either going to bitch at them because Mm. they're not squatting deep enough or they're letting their knees cave in when they're standing that squat up. Those are the two biggest dings I see people complain about on social media. Yes. First of all, if someone's not asking you for form advice, don't give them Mm. any. Mm -hmm. They're not paying you. They don't care about your unsolicited advice, even if you're correct. Right. It doesn't matter if they're not. If you're not coaching them, mind your own fucking business. Yeah. Second thing, there are a few things that are going to dictate your squat depth. Guess what? Everyone's different. Mm -hmm. Your femurs are probably going to be different than my femur length than Sasha's femur length. We have different length torsos than than each other. Like Mm -hmm. everybody is built different. Your levers are placed a slightly different area from person to person. Mm -hmm. Every single person. You can be the. We could be the exact same height, Sasha, and we would have different setups because our torsos aren't the same length. So that means that our legs aren't going to be the same length. So our squats are not going to look exactly the same. Exactly. This is one of those things that you fall into on social media. When you see people lift, you try to emulate their squat form. That's dangerous because they're not built the same way that you are. Exactly. 
like you are, you need to keep a couple things in mind. Um, first of all, that your squat's going to look different than everyone's. Second, it might look ugly at first. That's okay. Mm-hmm. That's part of the process. You have to crawl before you learn to walk. Your squat's going to look shitty before it looks great because yeah. there's a lot of things that you've never done before that you have to learn and tweak and go as you do the thing. So every person is going to have to remember a couple of things. Um, so your hips, knees, and ankles are worked during a squat. So if you have if you have any mobility issues in those areas, you're going to have to do some extra warm-ups and some extra mobility work before you even start squatting. Yeah. I I've do got, like a full 25-minute routine on squat day. Yep. That I've I don't got do a lot of, of hip and ankle mobility that I need to work through to get um, the depth that I would like to achieve. Um, I can hit, you know, the 90, but past that it's it's difficult because of limited ankle and uh, hip mobility it took me me, it took me four years to be able to squat astagrass Mm -hmm. um because you do have to learn how your body reacts like my my ankles are shit my we know my knees are shit I just got done dealing I'm still still kind of babying it I pissed it off the other day but it's Mm. not mad all over again um i'm still dealing with that fucking knee injury my hips i have stupid hips and stupid glutes they take forever to warm up Mm -hmm. so on squat day if i have heavy squats i will be parked over in the corner of wherever i'm supposed to be training that day with a hip circle with one of the big like pull-up bar rubber bands Mm -hmm. and with a couple of like five pound dumbbells because i've got hip thrusts to do i've got leg swings to do i've got banded side steps to do Mm -hmm. i've got all sorts of shit to do before i can get under that barbell to squat because if i don't do that i will wreck myself yeah your form will be shit yep you're gonna feel like shit and you could potentially really hurt yourself if you don't have those joints ready, especially because the squat is one of those really, really heavy movements. You're using all of your legs and all of your core, so you can support a lot of weight with that. Mm-hmm. That's why it's so fucking important to have your form locked in when you're lifting weights. It doesn't matter if it's five pounds or 500 pounds. You can still hurt yourself if your form isn't where it needs to be and if you're not properly warmed up. Absolutely. So should you be squatting as to grass? That really depends. Um, are you looking to compete in a sport that actually has set standards of movement for you to check the boxes to make sure that you have, you know, cleared the criteria? So like Olympic weightlifting, you have to, your pull, so we're going to, we'll talk about the clean and jerk. You have to do your pull, you receive your clean. And if you're good there, then you stand it up. If you're good there, then you do the fucking jerk and the press out. Well, Depending on how your press looks, they could call it a press out and they're not going to fucking let you have it. They're going to say that you didn't lock it out long enough and they're not going to fucking let you have it. Or they're going to say any other multitude of form things where they're like, you didn't do this. You didn't achieve that lift. So if you're not going to be doing a sport like that where they're judging you on depth like CrossFit or powerlifting or Olympic weightlifting, you don't even need to necessarily squat ass to grass. Yeah. People are going to be mad about that because everybody wants to fucking squat ass to grass because A to G flags are life and all this other bullshit. Who cares? If you can't fucking do it, you can't fucking do it. Right. Not and- everyone's an aspiring CrossFit Games athlete. If you fucking train to feel good, squatting to parallel is completely fucking acceptable behavior. Yeah. And, and uh, Squat University on either TikTok or Instagram has covered this several times before. Um, and I'm pretty sure he has it pinned in his content on Instagram. He's got the reasons why people can't do ass to grass. Mm-hmm. Physiologically. You might not be built to, and exactly. that's okay. If you can get to parallel, you're fine. Yeah. 
you that's, are just fine. You're getting just as much of the benefit of the movement as someone that's going astrograss. And sometimes, depending on the person, the problem with astrograss is you can turn off your quads when you yes. get to a certain direction in the hole. Like if you get to a certain depth in your squat, your quads shut off. Yeah. And that's not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Um, so, and sometimes, you know, again, with the physiologically, if you have lo- uh, longer than average femurs, squatting below parallel is going to be a voyage. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> your movement pattern needs to change due to the different lever length in your legs and things to mention to your trainer during the get to know you session. Things that your trainer should do when they're taking measurements that I don't know that a lot of trainers actually do it, but if you're training somebody that's wanting to lift weights in the long run, you need to be measuring their femurs. Yeah. Yep. It's important. And it changes um, how you're going to be training or warming up and, and everything else to be able to execute your squat. Your torso length and your femur length are going to dictate a lot of how your movements look and feel. Yeah. Um, because think about it. I mean, your waist is the biggest lever in your body. Like you are a V mm-hmm. essentially. So, I mean, your legs are attached to it and your torso is the other thing that's the closest attached to it. So you need to make sure that you know yourself because if you don't know your own body's like quirks, mm-hmm you're going to be super confused or mad. Yeah. You know, like why doesn't my squat look like that? Well, (laughs) sorry. Like, and that's one thing that I haven't had somebody say that to me yet, but I know it's coming because I've, I've asked my own trainers before at times, like, why doesn't my lift look like that? And they're like, cause you're not that person. Yep. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. And we're actually going to cover that exact conversation in our next episode. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) foreshadowing. I love when we do that. So, okay, let's talk about executing a squat. We've done all the prep work. You're warmed up. You're good to go. So air squat or back squat, the mechanics are basically the same. You want to drill your air squat before you ever move on to barbell squats. Or dumbbell. Or dumbbell squats. Yep. Or kettlebell squats. Mm -hmm. Or sumo squats. Or any other sort of squat activity. Jump squats? Nope. You need to have your air squat down. Why? It's not sexy. It's not fun. It sounds fucking boring. I know. It's bitch but work. it's important. Yeah. It's important. You need to make sure that your squat is airtight before you move on to the next thing. Would you read a book that is five books into a series without reading the first four? Right. Exactly. Would you read the fifth book in the fucking Game of Thrones series without reading the first four? Like, no, you wouldn't. Probably not. <laughs> you wouldn't. You wouldn't fucking know where you, what you're doing. Like, you're like, what? Who the fuck is this and what are they doing? Yeah. Like... The same thing with your fitness. I know it's tempting to skip ahead because that's what other people are doing. But if you skip the important shit. Or because you want to force yourself to be at a level that you may not quite be at yet. Yeah. Give yourself time to get there. Yeah. No one's awesome right away. And if they are, they're lucky. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Some people are awesome and stuff right away. (laughs) They're lucky. Some people are naturally gifted. You might not be. You know what? It takes a long fucking time when you're not naturally gifted in some of these things, especially when it comes to sports and fitness. Yep. Um, So let's talk about the start position. You want to put your feet hip hip to shoulder width apart. Now, this is going to be the part where you're going to have to do some experimenting. Mm -hmm. Um, This is funny because we sat here. (laughs) I sat exactly in this chair like a month ago, and Sasha's like, my squat. How do I make it deeper? I'm like, are you kicking your feet out a smidgen? And she's like... I do, but not as much as I needed to. She's like, I don't know. Let's try this. I was like, throw them another like 5%. 
like kick your toes out another 5%. And she did it and she squatted ass to grass and she's like, motherfucker. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like that Tetris game that you yeah. have to play with a lot of this stuff, uh, figuring out your stance. Your stance is not going to look the same as the ne- person sitting next to you. No. And that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Um, and this is why we don't like when people form check each other on the internet, when people aren't looking for a form check, mm-hmm. um, your feet need to be hip to shoulder width apart. That's going to depend on your leg length. Um, mm-hmm. your toes should be slightly turned out word they don't need to be flintstone feet mm-hmm. at fucking you know 90 degrees right but you want them to be between like 5 to 15 so you're looking at instead of a straight like this you're looking at like that to that mm-hmm. very small very small it shouldn't feel weird um but you want to also make sure that so when you do that when you turn your feet 5 to 15 degrees out this is what we call screwing your feet into the floor so yeah. if you have your foot on the floor you're going to take the heel of your foot and you're at that straight 180 up and down. You're going to take your foot and go like this. And and it's physically imagine screwing your foot into the ground. It creates that vacuum. Like I'm creating that vacuum with my palms right yep. now. If you're watching on whatever the fuck we're posting <laughs> on right now. But um, screwing your feet in is a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what that's going to look like too. So, so when you're turning your feet slightly outward, that five to 15 degrees, you are physically moving your feet to that. But when you're screwing your foot into the ground, your legs will not be, your knees won't be pointing forward, if that makes sense. They'll be slightly turned out with your quads. Um, and we can do a video, a supplementary yeah. video for that to show what that physically looks like. But when you physically imagine and then perform screwing your feet into the ground, you'll know exactly what that feels like. And honestly, for me, it that was, was a light bulb, light bulb moment. Yep. Yep. It changed how I approached all of my squatting from then on because I knew what it needed to feel like when I was screwing my feet into the ground. Your knees are going to turn slightly out, but it's not going to be uncomfortable. So we'll do a supplementary video for that for, you know, TikTok or YouTube. Um, and we can pin that or whatever so that you can go search it and find it right away. But that's, it's so important because it sets you up to have a really, really solid base, even if you're just doing the barbell bare. So the next thing you're going to want to do is brace your core. So you can wear a belt if you need to have that mind muscle connection of what it feels like to be pushing out and filling your midsection with air. Because that's that's what a belt does, by the way. We've talked about that before. The belt doesn't actually support anything. The belt is just a tool to remind you to brace your core. Yep. So you breathe in and I saw it was like a, some graphic on Instagram the other day, but it's, it was a perfect representation of what that should feel like. So when you brace your core, it's almost like taking in a big gulp of air and imagine like what, how that would feel if you were about to go swimming. So taking that big gulp of air, make everything real tight, keep your spine neutral, your shoulders back, your chest open, and then keep your heels down and keep them there through the entire movement. Your heels should not be lifting and when you're squatting. And this is again why we say please don't squat and deadlift in running yes. shoes that, in any shoe that's not zero drop. Yep. If your running shoes are zero drop, cool, do you. Um, but if you're wearing like Nike zooms yeah, to, to squat under a barbell, that's like, it's hard to like make squatting that. on a BOSU ball kind of. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to make. The other important part too, with squatting is you need to, it's all, picture your foot like a tripod, your big toe, your little toe and the heel of your foot should be making a tripod with the ground. There should be a slight arch in your foot when you're able to grab, you're basically grabbing your foot into the ground. Now, when we say keep your heels down and keep them there the entire movement, 
we're talking about if you're wearing your flat shoes, your yeah. no drop shoes. Okay. This is, this is why we don't love running shoes because your heels will move and you'll end up on your toes because running shoes yes. are a little wobbly. Yes. It, they're squishy. They're made to absorb impact of running. Mm-hmm. Um, now there is a caveat to this because sometimes you can be wearing lifters, which automatically give your heel a little bit of a platform, but that's different than your heel physically lifting off of the ground. And yes. that's what we're talking about here. Um, you should never lift your heels during a squat. Um, again, you can put plates. I mean, that's another, it's kind of like the mimicking weight, a lifter. The weight of the squat should never go onto your toes. That's what we're trying to say here. The weight of the squat should never go onto your toes. Should be evenly yeah. distributed throughout your whole foot. Uh-huh. And like the, the other caveat to you, like, yes, there are lifter shoes. So that automatically brings your heel up but you're still making contact with the ground. Yes, your foot is still very You can also in. put plates underneath your flat or no drop shoes if you have ankle mobility issues, um, which can help you get a little bit lower in your squat. But what we're talking about here is making full contact with your big toe, little toe, and the heel of your foot to grab it into the ground. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the biggest beef against running shoes and lifting is just that it doesn't give your foot good ground contact. Now, mm-hmm. if you have other situations where you've had foot surgery or your doctor says you need to do this, listen to them. They're the fucking doctor. Right. Listen to your doctor. However, if you are just a normal person with normal ass feet that wants to lift weights, please don't wear running shoes. Yes. Do barefoot. Don't do, don't raw dog the floor, like wear your socks, socks. but or raw dog the floor and wipe the shit up after you're whatever. (laughs) Um, you know, people may look at you weird, but that that it's not their fucking lift. It's yours. So do what you need to do to, to have that full contact with the ground. All right, so you have your core braced, you have your feet in place, you've got your belt on nice and tight, you're, you're, you're good to go. So now, down you go. Mm-hmm. Send your hips back like you're going to sit in an invisible chair, and that's the best way to give, like, that's what I tell people when they first are like, how do I squat? I don't even make them do a real air squat at first. I get a plyo box, and I'm like, sit on that plyo box. Yep. Okay, now stand up. Okay, now do that 10 more times. Remember how that feels? I'm going to pull that plyo box away and then we're going to have you squat. Exactly. So send your hips back like you're sitting in a chair. If you have a problem with this movement, this is where box squats are going to help you program your brain how to do this part correctly. Mm-hmm. And box squats is what helped my squat depth. Like yeah. a million percent. Like they are underrated. People are like, oh, I'm I'm too advanced for box squats. No one's too advanced for the basics. There's a reason that they're the basics (laughs) because they fucking work. So box squats are going to help your brain and body know how to do this part of the movement correctly. Um, Bend your knees to lower down as far as you can while keeping your chest up. You want to make sure we talked about this on a live not too long ago, but you want to make sure that your nipples are parallel to the ground. So like that's a, I hate when we have to use like anatomy, like your dick or your, your vag or your nipples, but it's a good way to do it. If you think about that, you know, nipples parallel, you're like, oh shit, I need to raise my chest more. So that's also helping you lock that barbell in if you're squatting with the barbell and that's going to help, it's going to help your movement Mm -hmm. in spades. So bend your knees, low down as far as you can while you're keeping your chest up. Do not drop your chest because this will take your shoulders and back with it. You could lose the barbell. If you have it, you could hurt your lower back. Um, you could hurt your upper back. Mm -hmm. You could hurt a lot of stuff. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's an instant energy leak. And if you start to feel that movement come apart, just throw that barbell throw off your back, just push it back and walk forward. 
Yep. It's fine. People ditch barbells all the time at the gym. No one's going to look at you like you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Well, like, if anything, you're saving yourself. Yeah. You're keeping yourself safe. Someone might like that. look over because you made some noise. Someone yeah. from the gym might come over and make sure that you're okay, but that's totally normal. Mm-hmm. Like they're just making sure you're good. Don't be embarrassed that you missed a lift. People fucking miss lifts every day. All the time. Keep your lower back braced, but don't strain your lower back. So you want to make sure that you've got your back Because again, the way that our spine works, it's not a perfectly straight line. Our spine's a little curvy. It's kind of curvy at the bottom where you get to your hips and your your hip girdle with your tailbone and all that stuff. So you want to make sure that you still have that little bit of a curve in your back, but you also don't want it to be overpronounced by putting your chest up too high and then straining all of your back so that it's so tight. Yes. Um, If you have a weight belt, this will help you. Yeah. If you don't have a weight belt, maybe get like just a cheapy. Yeah. So that you can feel what it's like to make sure that your core is braced. Yeah. It, it helps immensely, especially when you're first starting out. And I mean, you don't want to end up relying on that, um, but it will help if you're trying to add more weight to the barbell. It, it just helps make that mind muscle connection of like, okay, yep. I'm good. Um, the next thing you're going to want to do is try to get your thighs parallel to the floor. To do this, squat down so that your thighs are even with your knees and if, it feel, if that feels okay and your mobility allows you to go deeper into the squat, keep going. Yeah. And you'll know you'll what know. that feels like. If it's your first day squatting ever, stick at 90. It'll yeah. be fine. You don't want to hurt. Like, you're not going to hurt yourself, hurt yourself most of the time, but your knees aren't ready for that. Your quads aren't ready for that kind of movement. Neither are your hamstrings. So if you push them past that 90-degree movement, sometimes you can strain something uh, just because your muscles aren't used to being that pliable yet. Yep. So again, this totally does depend on your range of motion because your range of motion is what dictates how pliable your muscles are. Yeah. Um, so your knees are going to go out over your toes. Mm-hmm. Dear Jillian Michaels. <laughs> or anybody you, else who had a You telling me not to send my knees over my toes in a squat gave me a fucking knee injury when I was 22. Thanks, bitch. <laughs> um, so your knees will go out over your toes. People say, oh my God, look at their knees. They're out over their toes. It's okay. It's natural. Your body's supposed to move like that. Yeah. It's okay. Don't listen to people who say you're fucked if your knees go out over your toes while you're squatting. Everybody's knees do that. They're supposed to. Your body is built like that for a reason. It's called biomechanics. Yeah. Just make sure that you're keeping your hips back and that will keep the weight on your heels and not on your toes. This is why people are like, don't put your knees over your toes because they don't understand that they need to keep their hips back and keep that load farther back on center. Like you're keeping it on the back half of the center of your gravity, not the front half. I've seen quite a few videos lately of people showing what their squat looks like in the very beginning, keeping that mantra in mind that your knees shouldn't go over your toes. None of them are at 90 degrees. Nope. None of them. It is almost impossible to achieve a 90 degree angle when you're squatting, if your knees don't slightly go over your toes. And there are going to be varying degrees to which your knees go over your toes dependent on the person. Yeah. So it's not the end of the world. It's actually normal in <laughs> how your body works that your knees are going to be slightly over your toes. Yeah. Um, the next thing you're going to do is stand up. Um, as you, <laughs> everyone's like squatting is so hard. It's like, no, it's not just stand up, just stand up. Um, <laughs> as you come back out of the hole, which would be the bottom of your squat, make sure your hips are under your rib cage because you don't want your hips to pull too far back. So you're not overextending your back as you stand the squat up, try to keep your knees from drifting inward. And so it's called, 
and I know that there's an actual term for it, but basically it looks like knee, it's knee cave. Your knees are caving caving in in because you're not keeping that tension throughout your leg, if that makes sense. And you know what it looks like is it looks like someone's knees are about to knock together. They shouldn't be doing that to that degree. There is going to be some slight. Sometimes your knees are going to wobble a little bit, but they shouldn't go over the, the, um, middle part of your foot. They should never come close to touching. No. Um, I saw someone on TikTok the other day who calls themselves a power lifter and says they have a coach and she was squatting triple digits and every single squat she stood up, her knees drifted inwards to so the that. point they were like two inches apart and she's defending herself. I'm like, dude, you're going <laughs> to... She's people are uh, people are amazed. seriously injure yourself. People are amazed that she is going. She's like, well, my bio, my biomechanics dictate that my squat needs to look like this. No, girl, they don't. Nobody's no, do. Nobody's biomechanics say that you're going to blow your knees out, but I'm not your coach. So I'm not going right. to fucking comment on your shit. Yeah, I am going to comment about it on my fucking podcast because <laughs> you're in my house. It's well, it's dangerous. It um, is. So if you've seen this person on TikTok defending their shitty squat form, don't listen to it. Please unfollow them. There will, there will be, like we said, it's kind of like the varying degrees of which your um, knees are going to go over your, or over your toes a little bit, but there will be a little bit, but you shouldn't be overcompensating standing up by caving your knees in to get there. Yeah. Your kneecaps should not sway in six inches no. when you're standing no. up. That's nope. a big, that's a big red flag. Big yeah. fucking red flag. Yeah. So if you're standing up the squat looking like Bambi, A, you've either got too much weight on the bar and you need to drop it down, or B, you need to spend more time with a hip circle doing squats to make sure that your knees are used to doing that outward push motion when you stand up. I used to have this problem. My knees didn't cave in that much, but they caved in enough because my mm-hmm. knee and ankle mobility was shit. So I got to squat a lot, a lot of box squats too, yeah. with, bless you, Mark Smelly Bell, product name dropping. I am doing it because it's a product I fucking use all the time. The fucking slingshot hip circle. I love it. It's great. So I've been using that thing forever and especially on leg day. So if you have problems with your knees tracking in when you're standing your squat up, you don't need to spend the $30 on a fucking slingshot hip circle. You can get those little rubber. um, They look like the broccoli rubber bands. Yeah. You can get those for like 10 bucks on Amazon. Those will do the same thing. You just want something to create tension on the outsides of your knees so that when you're standing that squat up, you know what it's like to push Push out to get back up. That will make a huge, huge difference in your squat. It helps train your brain and body to know the proper feeling of getting your knees in the right track when you're standing up. There's a few things too, just like like mind cues. Mm -hmm. That's always especially if it's a heavier squat day, mm-hmm. you know, screw your feet into the floor. But then the next thing that comes into my mind, the second that I'm dropping down into that squat is push your knees out, push your knees out, push yep. your knees out, stand it up. It, it honestly, knees miracle. out, knees out, yep. knees out. If yep. you hear someone telling you knees out, that's, that's what, what they they're mean. talking about. If I, if you, if you are coming to me to be your trainer and I'm watching you squat and I'm saying knees out while you're trying to stand up, that's exactly what I mean. Yep. Don't let your knees come in, push them out, get them, and you'll know, you'll know what it feels like when you're doing it right now. If you've never done it before, you're like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. It will. Yeah. <laughs> it and will. we can do a supplementary video for that to you to show yeah. what that physically looks like. Um, and once you see it, you'll know if you're doing that because you know what it feels like. Yep. Um, so there are also some squat no-nos. Okay. Never put the weight on your toes. We're going to say that. Please. That might just be the name of the episode because it's that <laughs> important. You always want the weight in your heels yeah. and spread evenly throughout your foot. Um, also, don't drop your chest. You need to keep your chest up. 
those nipples being parallel with the floor. Again, it will be tempting to watch the floor in front of you, but don't do that. Look straight ahead. Um, If you do drop your chest, your entire body can fail and you're going to end up ditching that barbell. So keep your chin up, look forward, Nose might be slightly up in the air, um, but not too dramatic, not like putting your head all the way back yeah. so it's touching your back. Um, that's going to help keep your chest open and help your form a ton. Yeah, you don't want to be on the, the dude on the cover of the fucking New Yorker where he's got his nose straight up in the air. But yeah. you, want, you want your chin to be lifted probably, I don't know, like an inch from what your normal like sitting is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say that's about an inch. A, that's going to help you keep your chest up. B, it's going to help give you a focal point that's not the floor, so you're not going to have the temptation to drop your chest. Mm-hmm. C, if you're ever going to do push presses or push jerks or any of that stuff, that's how they tell you to carry your head when you go into those lifts because it's easier to help. It helps move the barbell. Your out of the way. <laughs> it, it helps your head move out of the way while the barbell's tracking up so you don't smash yourself in the chin. It fucking hurts. It doesn't feel good. It's not fun. <laughs> Getting knurling marks on the bottom of your, like I've had knurling marks from like here to my chin sometimes before. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. I haven't broken any fucking teeth at this point, <laughs> but as many times as I've slammed a barbell into my chin, learn from our mistakes. Yes. That's um, why we're here. So there are two schools of thought when it comes to the barbell squat and you're going to see people go at each other about this all the time on the internet Mm. guess what they're both right yep fuck fuck you both you're both (laughs) right right, you're both right stop arguing about it (laughs) nobody fucking cares it's like that episode of always sunny in philadelphia is it a rat is it a scorpion oh my god nobody cares shut the fuck up (laughs) so there are many different types of squats there's pistols there's sumos there's jump squats there's overhead squats that are really fucking difficult Mm -hmm. there's front squats just to name a few but today we're only covering the back squat because none of those movements should be in play until your back squat is solid Uh people are like well why shouldn't i do a front squat yet because a front squat is still a squat yep And if you can't squat with weight on your back, there is no fucking way you're going to be able to squat with weight on the front of your center of gravity because it's a lot more difficult. Yep. There's a lot more mechanics that go into it too. Your front squat number is going to be tiny compared to your back squat number unless you train it a lot. Um, Again, there are two schools of thought when we're talking to people about squatting, high bar versus low bar. Which is the best. Again, you're both right. Um, that's going to depend on your goals and your physiology. Before you ever get under a bo- uh, barbell, your body weight squat should be perfection. Uh, learn and perfect the basics before you start to add the barbell or dumbbells or whatever because ego lifting is just going to get you hurt. Yeah, it's for chumps. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> High bar squats. This is generally the first style of squatting under a barbell that you'll learn unless you're going to someone that's a powerlifting coach. Mm-hmm. Um, your feet are going to be shoulder width apart-ish. About with your, you know, depending on how your squat setup is going to be, it'll either be closer to hip width, hip width or shoulder width, but either way is totally fine. You're perfect the way you are. Yeah. Ching. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, so your hips directly under your chest. Make sure that your torso is upright. Your nipples are pointed straight ahead at the wall in front of you. Your hands are going to be pretty tight to your body. So Mm -hmm. when we talk about squat setup, you're going to do the same kind of hand setup we tell you to do with a deadlift or with a, like a chest press. Mm -hmm. You're going to go in, you're going to measure it where your thumbs are, where you feel comfortable, grab it about a thumbs to half thumbs width from the middle. Like, so there's the middle, middle knurling on a barbell. And then there's like the parts where you actually grab it on each side. You want about a thumb to half a thumb width from there. Going to, going to vary depending on your shoulder mobility, um, how big your hands are how big the barbell is. Um, if you're a chick using a 45 pound barbell, you might want to grab it a little differently than you would a 35 pound barbell. Mm -hmm. Um, but you want to make sure that you're, you've got your hands closer to your body. You also want to make sure that your elbows are pointed straight down. Yep. 
They should not be back like chicken wings. No. Um, if you're new or going to check out body lifting, CrossFit, or Olympic lifting at some point, high bar squats are going to be what you're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, and unless your bodybuilding coach also has like powerlifting stuff yeah. experience, basically, what is the line of delineation between high bar and low bar? Are you going to powerlift? Yeah. Because that's, that's really where you see a lot of low bar squats. Yeah. Um, but don't. Don't worry about it too much. Do what feels right. So yeah. if your coach, if you're going to a trainer for the first time and you want to fuck around with low bar because you've read about it and it looks cool, that's fine. And if your trainer puts you on high bar squats first, let them. Yeah. It's for purpose. It's okay. Yeah. Um, low bar, we don't tech, uh, typically recommend low bar squatting for beginners. It's a lot more technical uh, technical of a movement um, and your stance is going to be a little bit different. Yeah. So with low bar squats, it's kind of like the, the traditional deadlift versus the sumo deadlift, even though there is a sumo squat as well. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be better suited with your feet wider to your, to, like wider than your shoulders. Your hips will be pushed slightly back. Um, your torso will lean forward and your hands are going to be wider apart than a normal high bar squat, mm-hmm. which makes sense if you think about it, because you're compensating in other parts of your system to make up for your base being different. Right. Um, and these are typically better suited for more advanced li- uh, lifters. You'll see a lot of power lifters and bodybuilders doing like low bar squats. Bodybuilders. Right. Yeah. Um, you need a pretty solid strength base to be able to do them correctly. Yeah. It's tough because your base is wider. Um, it make, it changes your center of gravity and yeah. that's why people are like, oh, well, it's better for this and this and this. And they're not wrong. Right. Um, but if you don't know how to squat, you probably shouldn't be fucking around with it yet. Um, they are found to elicit greater muscle activity in the tested groups than high bar squats. But this specific, this specific study was done with experienced lifters. So like we said, your mileage may vary. Yep. T-shirt in the gift shop. Yeah, grab that. Um, <laughs> Shop.herdatmedia.com. Hello. If you're an experienced lifter and aren't married to any specific training mantra and you want to mix it up, using both high bar and low bar in your routine is never a bad idea. Yeah. Um, as always, if you have questions about form, ask your trainer or someone who works at the gym. That's what they're there for. Literally, if the people at your gym are not willing to help you find a new gym. Yeah. So go <laughs> forth and squat, my friend. Um, don't listen to the people that say squatting is dangerous because it's not. Yeah. If you know what you're doing. Yep. Nothing is dangerous in fitness if you have good form and a good teacher to show you how to do it correctly. Exactly. That's why training, that's why personal trainers, in our opinion, are so fucking important. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have good information to start, where are you going to end up? Who fucking knows? Exactly. Right? So if your doctor has cleared you completely for working out, you can and should squat. Unless mm-hmm. you have any pre-existing injuries that dictate otherwise, then don't squat. If it makes sense for you, do it. Yeah. If it doesn't make sense for you, don't do it. Right. If you have a history of injury that limits your range of motion, you have a bad back or legs, squatting, eek. if you're going to do squats, do body weight squats. Yeah. And take them slow. Yeah. Um, as always, please consult your doctor, though, before you're starting a training regimen for the first time because they know best. They went to school for a really fucking long time. Yes. And exactly. uh, you should trust what they tell you. Exactly. <laughs> um, make sure that you check out the new MTK merch at shop.herdatmedia.com. Um, we've got a flag. It's pretty fucking sweet. Um, we've got t-shirts. The Your Mileage May Vary t-shirt is in there. Hell yeah. Um, and there's hoodies, beanies, gym bags, stickers. Um, if you have any questions about squat or food or whatever, 
always email us at hello at Meathead Test Kitchen. Uh, follow us on social media. We're everywhere at Meathead Test Kitchen except for Twitter. We're at MTK Staff. Um, leave us a, a rating. Like us. Review us. Um, oh, yeah. You can rate shows on Spotify. Yeah. Now. Hello. So if you listen to us on Spotify and you haven't given us a review, please do so. Yeah. Uh, that shit really actually. It makes, us ha- it makes us happy. A, it makes us happy. But B, this is our job. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it really helps us. So yeah. if you like what we're doing, please uh, drop a review. You don't have to, or you don't have to leave a review even. Just drop a rating if yeah. that's more your jam. You don't want to talk to people. I understand that. We totally get it. Um, we will be back next Monday with a fresh episode. And until then, we love you. We head test kitchen. Out. Join Sadie and Sasha every Monday, helping to make your fitness and nutrition journey suck less. MTK. A Huda Media Production.